We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Apologize for the Saints game? To who? The Saints fans. No, God no. Okay. Alrighty, welcome to Alrighty, what the fuck? Uh welcome to another edition of the Budding Heads podcast about a Ramstire. What Jesus. Man, we're off to a hot start, Johnny. Uh part of Ramstalk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh I'm Steve Barrow here with Johnny Gomez, who is back. Johnny, I don't think we've talked since the Bengals game, man. How have you been? How are you feeling about the team? What's going on? Well, uh it wasn't a good feeling after that game. Um, you know, being in Taiwan, you know, watching them blow a game against the Eagles with another moral victory, I guess you could say there. And then coming back to watch them uh, play against the Cardinals, very uninspiring football. So I guess all things considered, considering my prediction at the beginning of the season, being three and three (laughs) at week six or going into week seven, uh, I feel I feel okay, you know. I I think it could be better, but um, that's that's already like one game away from my actual prediction <laughs> yeah, of you, wins. You had them four and thirteen. Uh, <laughs> they might be four and three. So I I think it's it's definitely good. I had them six and eleven, so I'm not far behind you. It's you know I was looking. Uh, and by the way, I don't think the the Eagles game was just a loss, not like a traumatic loss. I don't think that's a moral victory. I think that's just a you're you're all you're run of the mill loss. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the Eagles, though, you know. Yeah, no, no, they played admirably. Um, I think there was a little too many mistakes to really feel good about it. Yeah, but it wasn't. You know, a 49ers game, I'd give that a moral victory. Eagles game was a loss. Bengals game was a devastating loss. Like those yes. are like the three structures of losses i would say we've experienced them all this year um but like if you look at the standings 
And, you know, obviously there has been a lot of news this week, mostly about the running back room. That's pretty much all we're going to talk about today. But just like off the top, you look the standings right now, Johnny. We're in seventh. So we're in the playoffs as of today. And you look at the teams behind us, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Saints, the Packers, the Vikings are all in the mix with three or two wins. And then the Bears, Giants, Cardinals, Panthers, those teams are bad. None of those teams are good. Like, we're in the mix, man. Like, I would say we're the best out of those teams. I don't think that's crazy to say. And for the most part, yes. There are a few teams in there where I'm, I you, you kind of scratch their head why they're there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say there's a few other teams in there that I think that are slightly better than them. But I don't know. I mean, the, the Rams could end up surprising me at the end of the season. They already have. So um, I, I guess that's what happens when you have such low expectations for the season. Yeah, and, and then the Seahawks are in the sixth seed who – you know, we whooped their ass. I I think everybody in that range, I, I, I think the Falcons are bad. Uh, other than them, I think everybody in that range is like around the same level. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, we don't have an easy schedule this year, but we we played the worst of it. Like we've played the worst of the schedule and we're three and three. We still got the Cowboys. We'll get the 49ers again, but um, and then Ravens, Browns, I guess, too. But, like, we play the Commanders, we play the Saints, we see play the Seahawks again, we play the Packers. This team could get to the playoffs, like, very realistically and pretty easily um, if they just take care of some things. I mean, I think 10-7 and seven is on the table. Um, but we'll see. We got a ways to go, uh, and I'm sure we're going to have some bumps along the way. It could be a bump this week in Pittsburgh, but we'll see. We want to talk about the running back room today. So, you know, I, Johnny was on the, you know, maybe the record for shortest podcast of all time with Derek on Sunday night, um, our post game show. Uh, my man, my man fought through 16 hours worth of jet lag to be on that podcast. So we're proud of you, Johnny. Um, but the story of that game was just a dog shit first half by the Rams offense because they refused to run the ball. And then in the second half, Sean McVay is like, all right, we're going to run the ball. And you know what happens? We dominate. Kyron Williams finishes the game with 20 rushes for 158 yards and a touchdown. Pretty much all of that came in the second half. Uh, and as a result, Kyron Williams has an ankle sprain. He's injured. Ronnie Rivers is hitting the IR. You know, we just really, the, the Rams signed two running backs off the street and one off their practice squad. We just can't have nice things, man. We just, it sucks. Uh, I feel so bad for Kyron Williams, who, um, you know, he's expected to be back by, at the latest, after the bye week. It could be earlier. They haven't ruled out putting him on the injured reserve. Um, but he's at least out this week, probably until the bye. Just a bummer, man, for how well that man is playing. Big time. I, I mean, you you finally get into a rhythm. And I feel like that's been like one of the biggest issues for the Rams since Todd Gurley and, and prime Todd Gurley, not, you know, defective knee Todd Gurley, uh, that the Rams just really haven't had, you know, that steadiness at the running back position. 
And while Kyron Williams wasn't, you know, perfect, he certainly was probably the next closest thing since, you know, prime Todd Gurley. So now that he was finally starting to get into a rhythm for him to go out, even for a couple of weeks, just kind of sucks because you were starting to see Sean McVay seeing the, the brighter side of the running game. And now he doesn't even have his boy Ronnie Rivers anymore. So I, it, it was kind of an interesting thing because that was a topic we talked about uh, in my 10-minute podcast with, with uh, Derek. <laughs> you know, because at first Sean McVay was kind of downplaying Kyron's uh, uh, injury. And then I, I kind of asked because I'm like, this isn't the first time we've seen Sean McVay, you know, downplay something only for him to announce, oh, well, it's worse than we thought. Um, so I, I was curious, what do the Rams do if, if Williams is unable to go? And it actually turned out to even be worse than my initial thoughts. It wasn't just, it was, wasn't just Williams. It's Rivers also, who actually has a worse injury. And, yep. and now um, they were scrambling to figure out what exactly they're going to do for the next few weeks. And Steve, I think you mentioned that you have a, a few thoughts on each of these guys that are now introduced to the team. Why don't you let us know? I, I Well, so we're going to talk about all, all we're going to talk about Zach Evans too, who's been on the team. Um, but yeah, Ronnie Rivers sprained his PCL. He's going to the IR. He's expected out four to five weeks. Um, and so that would leave Zach Evans as the lone running back on the active roster. And so what do they do? They sign Royce Freeman off the practice squad. They sign Miles Gaskin, formerly the Dolphins, off the Vikings practice squad. <laughs> and they sign Daryl Henderson off the fucking couch, fresh off of signing with the XFL three days ago uh, because nobody called him. Back on our practice squad. Uh, I just, like, before we get into each guy, like, I just want to hear your reaction to this because it was such a crazy day to see them, like, they haven't announced how long Kyron Williams is out, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to sign Royce Friedman. Yeah, we're going to sign Miles Gaskin. Yeah, we're going to sign Daryl Anderson. It was just uh, such, like, a wild afternoon. I think this was all yesterday, right? This happened? This wasn't today, right? Yeah, yesterday. No, this was uh, yesterday. Today, they kind of announced more in detail, uh, you know, the extent of, of uh, Williams and, and uh, Rivers' injury. But based on all the transactions, you knew something was up. And thankfully, it isn't as bad as it could have been, but it's still not good. But uh, to answer the question, though... Um, I, you know, as soon as I saw that Williams was going to be out, I knew that they were going to probably promote Royce Freeman. That was kind of a given. Uh, he, he's been, you know, on the practice squad since the beginning of the season, so it only makes sense. Uh, then to see them, uh, then to see them go out and sign uh, Miles Gaskin, I was like, what? You know, Miles Gaskin may not be a huge name. But he's a guy that was once, a, I guess, a starter in, in uh, Miami. Um, hasn't really had a ton of opportunity to, to you know, reclaim a role. But this could be a perfect opportunity for him to prove himself 
if not to the Ram organization, to other teams, you know, once uh, Williams and Rivers come back. And maybe he stays with the team. You know, this is a, this is the type of opportunity that a guy like Askins, you know, prays for at this moment. Yeah. And then to get Hendo back, Daryl <laughs> no. Henderson, I, I, that shocked me more than anything. Out of everyone that, that we just mentioned, out of Freeman, out of Gaskin, it shocked me more to see Henderson back considering – how he left in the first place. It wasn't too much different than um, than Cam Akers. Maybe a little less different, but, I mean, they ultimately did the same thing. They they uh, down downplayed his playing time, and then they ended up trading him away because if something wasn't working out. No, they just back, they cut him. They outright cut him. Um, that's right. They yeah. did cut him. He wasn't traded. He, he, he was cut. That's right. So... Yeah, it was bizarre to see that name come up. Uh, I, I suppose. I mean, from from a team standpoint, it makes perfect sense because obviously he knows Sean McVay's offense. But for the team to want him back and for him to want to come back, I don't know. It just it was hard for me. Yeah, it, it, it that was kind of shocking to me. I did not see that coming at all. Um, Let's go through each guy individually, and I think we should start with the guy who's on the roster still, the only guy left, which is Zach Evans. Um, and I want to just kind of like lay out the case for all four of these guys. Evans in the preseason this year, 23 carries for 77 yards. That's 3.4 yards a rush. Uh, it looked very uninspiring, but if you suffered through our preseason podcasts, everybody in that preseason looked uninspiring. And I mean, we watched Puka Nakua play football. He didn't look like this. So take that with a grain of salt. He spelled Ronnie Rivers a little bit last week after he got hurt. He ran the ball four times for 10 yards. But Zach Evans, he was a six-round pick this year, um, a guy that everybody loved this pick. Like, I think this and Trey Tomlinson both going down in the sixth round, we were all fucking stoked by that. Um, And in a year where the Rams had a pretty miraculously good draft class with the guys who have actually played so far, um, it wouldn't be shocking if Evans comes out and plays really well. Uh, the, the bear case here is that he couldn't beat out Ronnie Rivers for the backup job, but to be fair to Ronnie Rivers, dude played well, like dude, dude has been good as a backup, um, and has some experience in the system that Evans didn't have, but now Evans, the fourth string running back coming into the season, he's got to be in line to at least get a chance to be the guy this week, I would think, right? Uh, It's not the best matchup with the Steelers, although we'll talk about the Steelers a little later. Their defensive numbers are bafflingly bad in terms of yardage. Um, But I I think the most, you know, the thing I would like to see is them at least give Evans a couple drives to show us what he's got and then go from there. Yeah, I... This is where it gets a bit weird uh, because I I feel like one of the bigger questions is who's going to actually be the guy, you know, uh, just because a player's named the starter, especially with this running back core, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get the bulk of the carries. And does this mean that Sean McVay abandons the run again, which I have a feeling that's probably going to (laughs) happen. 
Based on everything, though, I, I'd love to see Zach Evans get an opportunity. But I feel like for a guy that's essentially been in a healthy scratch week in and week out for this entire season, I have my doubts that he's going to get a ton of carries. I do imagine that they're going to try and squeeze him in there here and there. But how much maybe, if I had to guess, one to three carries – I really wow. you don't you don't go out there and 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 pick up Miles Gaskin if you're expecting Zach Evans to get a, a big chunk of the carries. Yeah, well, I I think they go out and pick up Miles Gaskin because you know they've been carrying three running backs in every game this year. Even the games Evans was a scratch, it's part of it was because Cam Akers was here, and then I guess they just rotated him in Freeman. But um, you needed a third guy. You know, the Henderson situation is weird. We'll get to that later. I don't think signing Gaskin necessarily. Um, and I am excited to talk about Gaskin because I think he's really interesting. But um, I don't think any of these moves signal that they don't have faith in Zach Evans. Um, I don't know if they have faith in him being like a bell cow guy. I personally don't think they do. And I would be surprised if they try that route. Um, but I think he... You know, I would like to see him get the most touches on Sunday out of any of these guys, just because he's he's the biggest unknown on this list to me. Um, and I'd like to see what he can do with the first string offense for real. Yeah, I I agree. I, I mean, I think the potential for for Zach Evans is there. It is, uh, you know, he was definitely one of the guys we were more excited about when we drafted him, but. Um, I don't know. There's just something that tells me that Sean McVay isn't exactly confident in him quite yet. And that basically the reason why he's on the roster is so that they don't lose him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, but hey. but wait, when push comes to shove, man, I mean we'll see what happens. Yeah, I and I think we could, you know, we could throw Royce Freeman in this conversation too because, you know, like you said, I think there's a world where they thought Royce was better in the preseason and in camp. But like you said, they're not going to cut Zach Evans and keep Royce Freeman because Zach Evans would probably get claimed. Royce Freeman ain't getting claimed. As we've seen, he's been on the practice squad all year. They bring him up. Um, he's been a camp body for the Rams. Just a little about Freeman for those unfamiliar. 
uh, was with Rams all of camp, ran 13 times for 46 yards and a touchdown in the preseason. Uh, if you have forgotten who he was before that, if you play fantasy football, you knew who Royce Freeman was in 2018. He was a third-round pick to a Denver backfield devoid of bodies. We all thought he was going to get bell cow-type work. Uh, was a really hot commodity, especially in Dynasty Leagues at the time. First game of his career, Johnny, he has 71 yards. That is his career high to date after six years. Uh, he ends up splitting work with Philip Lindsay. Eventually, they both lose the starting job. Uh, since 2019, he hasn't really done anything meaningful. He spent some time with Carolina and Houston. He did play quite a bit in Houston last year during the last four games after their whole backfield got hurt. But in that time, he only ran 41 times for 117 yards, no touchdowns, lost a fumble. Um, a guy we kind of should know who he is at this point. Like, he's he's fine. He's whatever. But, you know, to your point about them not trusting Zach Evans, like, <laughs> there is a world where Rice Freeman comes out as a starter this week. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me too much that he's named the starter simply for being the veteran, active veteran on the team. Um, but I, I think it, it it all boils down to how well uh, Miles Gaskin is going to, you know, actually be able to digest this playbook in a very short amount of time. So... If if Sean McVay feels that um, Gaskin has is able to you know um, at least run a few plays with the offense, we might get a healthier dose of Gaskins. In my opinion, I I just I don't see Freeman being you know good enough to be a bell cow running back even in this situation, and that I, I it really depends too if Zach Evans is ready if they feel Evans is ready maybe we get a healthier dose of Evans um I I do think that in the end more than likely the one with the least amount of carries as we move forward will most likely be Freeman yeah I that's what my gut tells me is that he might end up getting the most carries I think I think they'll give Evans a shot. I think he's going to have a really short leash, um, at least in week one. I think he'll still be in the mix. Uh, well, let's talk about Gaskin a little bit, because you, you keep gassing up the Gaskin here, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Miles Gaskin. I mean, look at the alternatives. <laughs> well, Miles Gaskin, for those who have forgotten about him, he was a late seventh-round pick in 2019 for the Dolphins. Uh, had a really impressive run during the COVID year in 10 games. He ran the ball 142 times for 584 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, important to us, added 41 catches for 388 yards and two touchdowns. That's 4.1 yards per rush in that 10-game span. It was a really encouraging and positive run there. He had some uh, steam going into the following season, entered 21 as a starter for Miami, really underwhelms in 21, 173 carries for 612 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, still contributed in the passing game with 49 catches for 234 yards and four touchdowns, uh, but that was in 17 games. So pacing-wise, a pretty steep drop-off from his first year as a starter. Uh, they bring in a bunch of backs last year. He gets buried on the depth chart. He gets cut. Um, 
and kind of now here we are. Now, Johnny, this is my dilemma with Gaskin because I agree he's interesting. He has been good. Um, he's certainly proven more in his short career than Royce Freeman has. If, if Why don't you go, like, worst backfield in the NFL right now who comes to your head? Uh, at the moment, I would say the Rams. But Well, besides the Rams, because, like, this season with guys who have played, who has been the worst backfields? Worst backfield. I guess the team that comes to mind would be the Ravens. The Ravens? Eh. Eh. Okay. Uh, well, I, I would think of the Bucks backfield sucks. The Ravens isn't great, but they've been hurt. Um, but, like, I guess with Lamar, I just don't think of them as a bad running team. I would also think of the Vikings. Would you agree that the Vikings backfield sucks? Yes, there's no question. So, Miles Gaskin couldn't make the Vikings is my biggest problem with him he's he was there briefly in camp they ended up cutting him they signed in the practice squad but like alexander matheson has been terrible can't they trade for cam Akers? it seems like they might have already given up on that and they never even tried gaskin like at all which to me is the only real and i think the rams should give him a shot i actually think like He's a pretty obvious passing down back out of these guys, I think. Um, so I think he really is likely to be on the field, like no matter what, because I don't think Zach Evans is catching passes. I'm pretty sure Royce Freeman's not catching passes. Um, so I think Gaskin will have a role off the bat, but like you you sound really excited about Gaskin here. Not like I, I know like given circumstances excitement, but like, you you seem pretty high on our guy Miles Casket here. I am because of exactly what you said. He's definitely the pass catcher of the group, and I think that's something that Matthew Stafford does rely heavily on when things are not happening downfield or if the offensive line just goes to hell. So having that option there is nice to have, and having a veteran as well is is certainly something nice to have too, and. Like I said, if this is someone that, you know, works out, maybe you you keep him on the roster uh, when Williams and Rivers come back. Um, But, again, that's way down the line. Right now we have to just worry about um, – right now we just have to worry about just getting him, uh, you know, to the room, you know. So um, I do think that he is the most intriguing of the three just because I, I don't have a lot of hope for Freeman. I just, I think he's a body and that's pretty much it. And Evans, while I do have high hopes for him still, I don't have a lot of confidence considering that the Rams kind of refuse to use him. And even now, it doesn't seem like they're all that enthusiastic about him either. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. I think we all mentally just kind of feel like Evans and like, I think it's just cause he got drafted and people liked him as a prospect. Like we all feel like he should get reps, but yeah, I, I don't think it's, I, I think it's far from a guarantee. Um, and yeah, I, I think Gaskin, you know, like I'm not excited about Royce Freeman either. He has never been good. Uh, just to be like blunt, like the man has never been good. He's a body. Gaskin has been good. 
for one year, three years ago, <laughs> but he was good that year. Like he was good. And I and like like we just both agreed on, you know, he, he will have a role week one. I, I would I, I'm pretty sure of that. He's going to catch some passes, he's gonna be a passing down guy. Um But yeah, I I don't know. I don't I, I like <laughs> the the case for Miles Gaskin too is and I tweeted this, um you remember what happened the last time the Rams Bell Cow running back got hurt and his backup was a sixth round pick who hadn't gotten any experience in the NFL. They signed a dude off the street and he ran for a hundred yards, CJ Anderson back in twenty eighteen. So it is not oh unprecedented for them to just give Miles Gaskin the ball thirty times. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, um, like I said, if, if I had to choose any of the three that I would personally like to see uh, get the bulk of the carries, it would be Evans because ideally this is a guy that is supposed to be at least a contributor of some sorts for the future. You can't really say necessarily the same for Gaskins or Freeman. So, yeah, yeah, you, you kind of want to see Evans, but we'll we'll see. It's going to be a big test against a very stingy Pittsburgh defense. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm real excited to see, uh, you know, what the Rams end up doing here. And I, I just pray that Sean McVay doesn't abandon the run completely. You know, I we we've seen games where he does that and it doesn't work. You know, they they're you're putting in a lot of pressure on a very unstable offensive line and, you know, a lot of pressure on that aging quarterback. So it does help that we get Cooper Cup back, uh, albeit he's not exactly 100% either. But, yeah, uh, please don't abandon the run. I, I, I have a lot of confidence that they're not going to run the ball that much this week. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They should. I'm excited to talk about the last guy here, Johnny. As the aforementioned Daryl Henderson, y'all don't need a career rundown on him. He averaged 4.4 yards of rush in his, what was it, four years with the Rams? Three and a half years. Split carries with Todd Gurley his rookie year, then split carries with Cam Akers, and then split carries with Sony Michelle, and then split carries with Cam Akers again. Um, a guy who had a lot of opportunities to take over the starting job and never did. Um, but still, I would say ha- had plenty of flashes here, you know, not a good third round pick, but I wouldn't call him like a, a, a bust. He contributed to a Super Bowl winning team for whatever reason. There was obviously some stuff going on with him last year. Um, and he gets cut in late November very unceremoniously, uh, he put out a, I remember, like, I don't remember what the tweet was, but a funny tweet, like, implying he was happy to be released. He gets claimed off of waivers by the Jaguars. He gets cut two weeks later. He never touches the ball for them, never suits up. And then, like, the craziest thing about Daryl Henderson is, like, that was it. That's all that's happened with him. He got cut last December. Nobody calls him. The phone doesn't ring. He is not in a training camp this season. Literally not on a team. Three days ago, Johnny, he signs with the XFL for next season because that's how out of the league this guy is. 
he committed to playing in the NFL next XFL next season. And then now he's here. And he probably knows the system better than Zach Evans, definitely better than Royce Freeman, obviously better than Miles Gaskin. He's had some success in this system. He's not, he's only on the practice squad. I would imagine all four guys suit up on Sunday. I like he it's I kind of feel like he's the unlikeliest guy to get work here, but also there is a world where he is the first running back on the field Sunday too. Like I, I would not put it past them to just go with what they know, but like there has to be so many red flags for him to have just not been on a team, you know, like for all the shit we just talked about Royce Freeman, he's had a job for the last six years. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you bring up some great points there. And the, the thing with Daryl Henderson is I, I think literally the only reason why he comes back is, one, he's cheap. Uh, two, I don't think there's any other running back in the league that knows this offense better than him. Um, you know, so I think that's why you kind of give him a ring, see what he ends up doing. Um as for this Sunday, if if I personally had to guess, I think that he ends up, um, you know, inactive still. I think this is kind of their way of testing the waters with them to see if maybe this is someone you want to hang on to, maybe keep him on the practice squad for the year, um, maybe replace Royce Freeman. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I think that – for this week, this is about testing to see just how in football shape he is and if he can still maintain to be on the NFL level. Uh, but my question to you, Steve, is when it's all said and done, do you think he goes back to the XFL? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Um but we'll see, man. Stranger things have happened. What was funny about this, too, is, like, I remember in uh, 2021 when Cam Akers tore his Achilles and Todd Gurley was unemployed. And we were all like, call Todd Gurley. Like, what are we doing? And that didn't happen. And he never played again. And so it's just kind of crazy that, like, they actually did call Daryl Henderson after having uh, whatever the falling out was and just getting rid of him. Uh, so I was happy they did it. And I think, like, if you're not going to go out and get a Leonard Fournette-type guy, uh, it makes sense to bring in Gaskin, who, who can catch the ball, who's had some success in the NFL, and then bring in Henderson, because if all else fails, he, he understands the system. Uh, and it's nice to see them not hold a grudge here on either side. But, yeah, I, I think he will play in the XFL next year. <laughs> Who knows, man? What a what a fun, like, not fun, because I want Kyron Williams to play. But uh, what a wild, like, thing to be happening to this team in Week 7. <laughs> man, you want to do, you want to talk some prize picks, Johnny? Of course, man. I, I love uh, I love getting to this segment, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm ready. 
Prize picks for the uninformed. It's very easy to play, easy to get going. Daily Fantasy app. You just download it. You sign up. You start playing. Of course, you're going to sign up. Use our promo code RAMSTALK for a first deposit match up to $100. But what you're doing here is you're you're playing against yourself. It's just you versus the lines they're giving you. Uh, They're giving you a stat line, and you have to guess if a player is going to either have more or less than the specific stat line they give you. You pick a couple. You play. If you win, you win some big money. Uh, You don't have to beat other players. You just have to beat the lines that they're giving you to win some money on prize picks. Uh, It's such a simple way to add some excitement to your Sunday football viewing or even Thursday. We've got some we've got some lines for tonight's game, Johnny. So let's let's talk about our picks. Uh, You like this one when I sent it to you. Uh, Well, you know what? You have six this week, Johnny. So why don't you give me one quick first and then I'll fire one at you. Who's you got one in the Thursday game, too, right? Uh, Do I? Oh, yes, I yes, I do. Um, I have Alvin Kamara actually for this Thursday. Uh, and I chose him at, as a running back going for receiving yards. Um, and Kamara is obviously the anchor of this offense, uh, pretty much the best player on the offense, if you ask me. And so there's no way I, I could pass this up. Uh, the, the line is uh, Alvin Kamara, does he get more or less than 30.5 receiving yards? I had to go more. I, I think that they're going to rely heavily on him, especially against the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was a no-brainer for me. And I also picked a up-back in a different category in this game. I have Taysom Hill, 0.5 passing yards, more or less. I'm going less because I think the Saints might come to their senses this week and not let him throw a pass. <laughs> I saw I saw that uh, when I was selecting my picks, and I'm like, I know Steve's gonna gonna do this one for sure. <laughs> uh, well, do I see? So uh, a big one this week too. Cooper Cup, our guy, 97 and a half receiving yards was his line. And Johnny, I see you're going more. I am, and, and I think the reason is because uh, we've seen time and time again that Matthew Stafford uses Cooper Cup as a crutch, and for good reason. I mean, this dude catches everything. The most elusive wide receiver I've ever seen in my life, which is crazy considering that he's not the most athletic wide receiver, but somehow he gets open. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to do so again uh, against the Steelers. And I, I think it's a lot. It's definitely a big risk to bet more than 97.5 receiving yards. But if anyone could do it, it's definitely Cooper Cup. So I, I decided to, to go a risk here. I love it. I'm here for it. And I also see you got Kenny Pickett going against the Rams. His line's only 219 and a half passing yards, which is not a lot. But uh, it seems like you're doubting that. I am. Because uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, first of all, I'm not high on Kenny Pickett as a quarterback <laughs> in the first place. Nope. And... Well, I don't have the biggest confidence in the world in the Rams' defense, I still think that they are a lot better than uh, what we give them credit for, and particularly in the secondary, I don't, I don't see them giving up too much big, big plays with the receivers they have. Um, 
I guess say what you will about guys like Pickens, who I think is decent, but I don't think um, – I think if you got uh, your boy uh, Akella Witherspoon on him, I think he's going to be blanketed. There's not going to be any sort of big plays going on him. Uh, so it is a, a bit of a risk to go less, but I, I just don't see Kenny Pickett throwing all, all over us. I, I see him running all over us before throwing all over us. That's the dream, man. Uh, I hope I hope you're right. We got both got some Falcons in here. I got over 46.5 receiving yards for Drake London. I'm going more. I think it seems like Arthur Smith is finally committing to getting his good players the ball. London's on a hot streak. I think he'll keep it going. Speaking of receiving yards, you're taking B. John Robinson to get more than 24.5, huh? Yes, and basically it's not a huge commitment there. I, I do think that they're, they're just going to try and figure something out because I highly doubt Desmond Ritter is going to do very well against a very tough Bucks defense. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of passing out to, uh, to Bijan. Uh, good luck, Baker Mayfield. You're going to need it. <laughs> I also have Jarek McKinnon on mine, 16 and a half receiving yards, another running back receiving line. I'm going less because they stopped giving him the ball this year. Much to my frustration as a Jarek McKinnon dynasty manager, uh, we both have Austin Eckler going for more than 47.5 rushing yards against the Chiefs in that game. You know, it's great to see us on the same page, Johnny. And I also say Quan Barkley this week, his touchdown line is a half a touchdown, so all he's got to score is one touchdown for him to cash. I'm going more there. Uh, and to wrap us up, you've got Geno Smith, the pumpkin on your list. Indeed. I, I uh, ended up going with Geno, uh, getting over 253 and a half passing yards against the Arizona Cardinals. I know Geno is not really known for throwing like large uh, passing games, uh, especially this year, but the Arizona Cardinals secondary is atrocious. Like, my God, this. I, I think this is very doable, especially with the receiving core he has, uh, considering they are healthy. Uh, but, yeah, I think G- Gino ends up having um, uh, a good game, and uh, I would be very shocked if if the Seahawks offense plays horrible against the Cardinals' defense. Yeah, it's a great position for him to be in a, in a nice line from prize picks. Now, if you want to get in the action, if you want to get in prize picks, like I said, you can download the app or you can go on their website, prizepicks.com slash RAMSTALK, all caps. Use the code RAMSTALK, all caps, no spaces, R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K, for first deposit match up to $100. Uh, so that's free money, guys. You give them $100, and you're going to get 200 to play with. That's prizepicks.com slash RAMSTALK for first deposit match up to $100. Get in the action with prizepicks. All right. We're going to talk about the Steelers. But before that, Johnny, just in our chat, how old do you think? Uh, oh, my God. What am I playing? Where is this noise coming from? Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs. 
from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Okay. Uh, may or may not leave that in the podcast. We'll see. We think we found, we found the source of that audio. Um, how old do you think Todd Gurley is? Todd Gurley? Yeah. Uh, I know he wouldn't be very old, so I'm going to say he's around 29, 30 years old. Yeah, man, 29. That's correct. Yeah. I wish they called him. short career, man. I wish they called him. I, I'd love him, but, man, that he's we'd rusted. have to give him a brand new knee, man. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I don't think he's keeping in playing shape. He said he retired last offseason. So, yeah. Uh, Let's let's talk about the Steelers a little bit, huh? Um, I don't know what to make of them, man. They are three and two. They've beaten actual like they beat the Ravens and the Browns, who are both good teams. And the games you want to win, you know, two divisional games. They their losses are mostly not bad. Uh, well, they've lost twice. They got blown out by the 49ers. They looked awful. Um. But then there are other losses to the Texans, which is also not good. But they're three and two. If you look at their team stats statistically, they have one of the worst offenses in the league, third worst offense in yards, sixth worst passing offense, fifth worst rushing offense, third worst points per game. Defensively, they're giving up the third most yards in the league, eighth most passing yards, fourth most rushing yards. Now, I haven't watched a ton of the Steelers play this year, but like, but I don't get it. How do they have three wins? I, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where they're they're just a, a team that just shows up out of nowhere, just just to um, play very very well, and then they just kind of disappear against the weirdest teams. Um, although they did lose to the Niners, and that's not very weird. No, that's a normal one. But then they. They lose thirty to six against the Texans, and then come back and beat the Ravens seventeen to ten. So, based on what we've just determined here, when they win, they win. When they lose, they lose with gusto. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap! Uh, I, I just think back to that loss against the Niners, and man, they didn't even seem like a team in that loss. Yeah, this like. There, this is a team that if the Rams get out to an early lead, like I don't think they're coming back. Uh, that's not their their game. Like they beat the Steelers. Nick Chubb got hurt in that game, even though Ford played great. You know that they, they might be a little rattled. Um, I don't know, man. They they obviously have like you know I think their defense defense is better than the stats show. Um, they obviously have some really good players on the defense. They have a great coach in Tomlin, uh, you know, an all uh, historically great coach. But offensively, everyone hates Matt Canada. Everyone wants him to get fired. People don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. Uh, I know you touched on the receivers in our prize pick segment, but Deontay Johnson's back this week. Pat Fryer is back this week. Uh, 
and Najee Harris is bad. What they're such a weird team, and but they're good enough to where like if the Rams can't put together a complete football game, which has been the story of the year, is every game they've had one good half and they've had one bad half. Like fucking clockwork, man. Uh, I don't know if they could beat the Steelers if if they have a terrible first half. Like they need to come out swinging. You want to get ahead of this team because I don't think it's a team that is necessarily like, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to do what Anthony Richardson did in the second half of that Colts game, but you got to play a complete game against teams like this. That, you know, I think the Rams are better than them, but they they definitely could beat us. And even though it's a home game, Steelers fans are going to be there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's that's definitely a, a good point in all of this is, yeah, it will feel like a home game uh, against the Steelers. Steelers have one of the best fan bases in, in all of the NFL. So it's not even just with uh, the Rams. They they show up to every just about every uh, um, away game. So it's even more so with, with the Rams because for I think a lot of people forget that the Rams or LA was without a team for over 20 years. And so there's a lot of people that just went to a lot of different directions. And I, I actually know quite a few Steeler fans. Um, and it's, it's hard to just kind of abandon a team and go, go back to a, uh, a team that was once in LA. So um, it, it's yeah. going to feel like an away game in this and, game, unfortunately. And but, Tom, uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy from our other show has, has made a lot of good points in this. Like there are eight to nine home games for Rams fans in LA to go to every year. There's one game every like four to eight years, right. For Steelers fans to go to in LA. So they're going to go, they're going to buy all the tickets. It's it's a cycle that's going to happen. Even when the team continues to get more popular, like big city, we're just never, we're never going to be out of this cycle because so many LA fans have picked other teams as, as as they should have when there was no team here uh, or our transplants or, or the like. So it is what it is. Um, Allen Robinson revenge game this week. Yes or no? No, he hasn't really, (laughs) hasn't really shown any sort of revenge um, ever since going to the Steelers. So, uh, yeah, I don't see him starting this week. He, he had a good, you know, week one. I, I'm trying to pull up his game log quick. Week one, he has eight, set five catches on eight targets for 64 yards. Deontay Johnson gets hurt. It's time for Al Robinson to step up. Uh, he has not had over 30 yards since that game. Well, to be fair, he did have one good game with the Rams. Did he even like? Did he actually? I know he scored a couple times. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. That's pretty much what he it did. was. He he had two touchdowns in that game. That one uh, game wasn't like. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I even forgot which game it was. He had such a forgettable time in L.A. He had he had three games where he had, and this is how bad it is: forty-seven or more yards and a touchdown. Atlanta, wow. Carolina, the Saints. Uh, it's goddamn man. That man is a con artist. It's like he just <laughs> gave up. 
Like he just stopped playing I, after 2020. He was like, okay, hey, you know what? If if I'm in that position, I'm I I would gladly be make millions of dollars to be a con artist. <laughs> we mentioned, you know, the second player we've talked about in this podcast who hasn't been good in three years uh, after Miles Gaskin. It's like, god damn, man. I, I hope he doesn't catch a pass. <laughs> damn the shade. I don't like him, man. And he made those comments. He was like, why would you use a fork as a spoon? And then look at him now. How you doing, Alan? Uh, I mean, maybe he should have been a spork. Are, are you? <laughs> that was a good one. Nice. Like, are you? Do you think they're going to win this game? Like, I feel pretty good about this game. But it, it, it's a team. Like, the Steelers are always a team where, like, you can't feel that good going into a game because – they play to their opponents almost always. It, it's it's tough because I I think I would feel a lot more confident if the Rams had took care of business against the Bengals. Uh, to see them struggle like they did in a very winnable game, I I you can't really be a hundred percent confident in any game really, uh, but. I do think that the matchup works a lot better for the Rams in this game. As long as, you know, uh, they don't give up big running plays, which we've seen the struggles that the the Steelers have with uh, the ground game. So that to me is the biggest concern for me is them not giving up big run plays. Yeah, and the NFL did us no favor. Steelers coming off a bye. Next week, we get the Cowboys coming off a bye. Um, yeah, if if you let the, this Steelers team run the ball on you, you are you don't deserve to win because no. their running game is bad. Like, it's honestly kind of unbelievable how bad Najee Harris is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, well, hey, how about a prediction on this one? I'm going to say that the Rams up, the Rams end up on top. I'm going to say 27 to 17. I'm going to go 23 to 9. Rams. I you know, I hope so, man. That I, that would mean that more, more than likely my prize picks will come true. <laughs> I think the Steelers offense sucks. Uh I don't think they're good. And like Deontay Fair. Johnson's good, he's coming back, but I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think – give me one name. Who's the Rams' leading rusher on Sunday? I, I'm going to go with my boy Gaskins. Damn. I'm going to take Royce Freeman is my wow. guess. I yeah? did not see that coming. Not like – I mean, I don't think it's going to be like good numbers. I just think he's going to have the most yards out of these guys that – I don't really expect any of them to have a great game. And I think Sean McVay is going to throw the shit out of the ball because he's a psychopath. That's most likely what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know, it's tough to be calling the same, like, establish run, establish run shit we've been calling when you're trying out Royce Freeman, Zach Evans, and Miles Gaskin. And Daryl Henderson, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Imagine Royce Freeman ends up over 100 yards. Yeah, <laughs> Never forget the C.J. Anderson game, man. Something exactly. weird something weird could happen here. Uh, 
All right, man. Well, it's been great to have you back. I think we hit it all, right? I think so, man. That's glad, I'm glad to be back, man. Welcome back. I hope you recover from the jet lag. Uh, be sure to follow us on, I'm still going to say Twitter, C. Ribeiro, Johnny506, Talk Rams, although Talk Rams mistakenly claimed that Johnny was on last week's podcast because Derek didn't read the description before he tweeted about it and said, hey, Steve and Johnny this week. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, I was there in spirit. You are there in spirit. It was me and Cam. It was in the title of the show. But, uh, you know, he was too busy to read the headline. Is what he said to me. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you all next week. Hopefully after a win. Hopefully not after Allen Robinson is 100 yards. Goodbye.